All You Need to Know, the BQ Prime podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and happy Monday to you. This is the Daily Morning Update from BQ Prime and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 23rd of October. Here's everything that you need to know. In the top news, air quality or the lack thereof has made headlines in the past, but we've not associated it with Mumbai. But the unusual presence of smog in recent days and a sharp deterioration in air quality as measured by the AQI has forced the administration to act. The BMC over the weekend announced measures to curb air pollution. Among them, it has said that construction sites will have to install sprinkler systems within 15 days and anti-smog machines within 30 days. The BMC has also said that it will deploy anti-smog vehicle-mounted machines on 50 to 60 major roads. Metro and road construction sites will also have to take preventive action and a press release quoting the BMC commissioner said that construction was taking place in over 6,000 locations in Mumbai and that the civic body would not hesitate to shut down construction irrespective of whether it is public or private if rules are not followed. Turning to the other big headline that we're tracking this morning, the timing of a ground invasion into Gaza by Israel remains uncertain, and that is as of yesterday, according to a report by Bloomberg. It said, quoting sources, that Israel's support for diplomatic efforts to release hostages may delay or alter the plans, even as the Israeli military steps up air raids in preparation for the next phase of the war. A second convoy of trucks carrying aid to Gaza, meanwhile, crossed through the Rafah border uh, with Egypt on Sunday. But one aid group called it a drop in the ocean. Now, Israel has warned that Iran-backed Hezbollah risks dragging Lebanon into the war and said it responded after anti-tank missiles were fired from Lebanon. Now, you'll know about the diplomatic row between India and Canada, which escalated last week. As many as 41 staff members from the Canadian embassy and consulates in India were relocated after the Indian government said that their immunity would be revoked. The administration of Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has called the action unreasonable and escalatory and a violation of the Vienna Convention on Diplomatic Relations. But on Sunday... India's Foreign Minister S. Jaishankar defended India's stance, saying that parity is provided for by the Vienna Convention. India invoked parity because it had concerns about the continuous interference in its affairs by Canadian personnel. He said that India would resume issuing visas in Canada if it saw progress in the safety of its diplomats there. News on the banking space in India then, and it was a busy Saturday for banks, but we'll focus on the top two lenders that reported their numbers on the weekend. First, ICICI Bank reported a net profit growth of 36% on year on higher net interest income and lower provisions. The bank's net profit was considerably higher than the consensus estimate. Net interest income for the quarter rose 24% on year, and the net interest margin stood at 4.53%, down 25 basis points sequentially. Meanwhile, Kotak Mahindra Bank's second quarter profit rose, meeting analyst estimates on higher core income, even as provisions jumped. 
The private lender's standalone net profit rose 23.5% to 3,190 crore rupees. Net interest income for the bank rose 23.4% from a year earlier to 6,296 crore rupees. The net interest margin, meanwhile, stood at 5.52%, down 5 basis points quarter on quarter. In news in the automotive space, Tata Motors is developing a new petrol powertrain, which would be utilized in its premium sports utility vehicles, Harrier and Safari, according to a top company official. The models currently come with a 2-litre diesel engine, but in an interaction with PTI, Tata Motors Passenger Vehicle Managing Director Shailesh Chandra said that the engine is being developed and will feature in the two models going ahead. Turning to international markets, U.S. stock futures were marginally higher at the start of the trading week, but all three early rises in the Asia-Pacific region were trading with cuts, last I checked. And with that, it's over to Neeraj Shah for the trade setup for the day in India. Good morning, Neeraj. Earnings in focus at the start of the trading week? Good morning, Alex. Um, well, you know, despite the fact that uh, U.S. markets are, or U.S. futures have moved up slightly higher, I just, and, you know, not too many earnings today in focus, but yes, earnings reactions over the weekend certainly in focus. More so because it was a big day for banking. And I think the common cue that is coming out from the banking numbers is that net interest margins will go down. So that is a problem. I think that might likely weigh in on stocks as well. Remember, private banks held out on Friday's session, but they might not be able to do so today. So that's to be kept in mind. Just before we move to specific stocks, keep in mind two things. One, global markets are looking skittish. So very unlikely that we'll have a good day, if anything. We might not even find a, a relatable point of bounce later today, despite the fact that the U.S. futures are looking okay currently. And power stocks and capital marketplace continue to be the pockets of hiding. Now, amidst the sea of geopolitical news that will also weigh in, uh, and while oil prices are marginally lower, let me move to specific stocks which could have a move or two. So firstly, uh, brokerages are sanguine on ICICI Bank. Not so on Kotak Bank, um, while have a new CEO, so on and so forth. Just the quarterly performance and the NIMS dip, etc. All of that looks slightly skittish. The respite for Kotak is that it the asset quality looks okay. Capital markets trends have picked up and will sustain decent earnings for that bank and valuations relative to history are in favor. In ICICI Bank's case, uh, management spoke about the confidence of the quality of retail unsecured loans, but the NIMS compressed and they spoke about lower NIMS and higher credit costs. But as Jeffrey says, 18% ROE in FY25 looks okay. Their target price is 12.50. But I think banks per se are looking slightly wobbly. Um, RBL Bank um, is interesting. The numbers seemed okay. The heavy long positions uh, and OI significantly higher. So that's to be kept in mind. GSW Energy was a good solid set of numbers. Revenues look strong, EBITDA very strong, margins improve, net profit improved. Uh, it's an expensive stock, but I thought it delivered. Let's wait and watch. Then some mid-sized names which did okay. Lloyd's Engineering Works, revenues up 7.5%, but margins expanded meaningfully from 12.86 to 19.66, as a result of which PAT was up 46%. TANFAC, revenues up 9%, margins expanded from 13 to 19 Pat up 33%. Kfin, 
Revenues up 15%, margins expanded meaningfully, PAT up 41%. That stock could do well. Shilcher tick. Sales up 78%, margins really zoomed from 17 to 28%, PAT up 167%, most certainly will react. And I thought Sterling and Wilson Renewable also had a decent quarter, uh, at least on the sales front. Losses reduced uh, both EBITDA uh, positive versus an EBITDA loss, and a net loss of 54 crores versus a loss of 297 crores seems to be turning the corner, so watch out for that one. LND Finance Holdings looked okay as a quarter, and Saskin looked okay too, on the margin front at least, expanding to 12.39 versus 7.55. Amber, on the other hand, while the revenues upticked and margins improved, there was a net loss and the uptick of interest costs and the higher depreciation is a, is a bit of a bummer. They just networks at a wobbly quarter. Revenues were very strong, up 80%, but every top down 40%, margins at 3.27 versus 9.79 as a result of which there was a net loss which widened. And Sharda Kropkem had a horrible quarter, sales down 20%, EBITDA margins from four to from 9% to 4%, uh, as a result of which there was a net loss of 28 crores versus a pat of 12 crores. Watch out for IPCA on site clearance and Adani Green Solutions, uh, Adani Energy Solutions, which received a smart meter LOA is worth 17,000 crores. So both of these could be in focus as well. With this, it's back to you. Thanks, Neeraj. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day.